afternoon folks i'm mary byler and i'm here with my co-host james the reverend james and uh, before we get started i'd really like to just say that we have all felt alone we all fought a spiritual battle and we won um we are here to stay we are loud we will not be shunned and we will not be silenced and we are proud and with that like to introduce yourself, James. Happy Pride, everyone. Yay. We made it to June finally. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, yes, I, I wrote this thing down, which I just want to preface by saying that LGBTQ Amish, we recognize, are being shunned and ostracized by the church. Uh, their faith communities and our families. Uh, Plain Rainbows podcast is a platform for us to come together in celebration and show you that there is life on the other side. And we want to, you know, we want to provide you with tools. I am currently here in very close to Highland Park in Detroit, which is the home of the Ruth Ellis Center. And I know that everyone is going to be getting a lot of pride spam in their feed this month. However, I would gently ask you to make a consideration of a donation to the Ruth Ellis Center, which is ruthellicenter.org. They provide short and long-term residential safe space and support services for runaway, homeless, and at-risk LGBTQ youth which include youth in the Amish communities. So again, we wanna, we wanna start off with providing some tools and I cannot think of a better person to kick off Pride Month with than Reverend Raymont, who is such a blessing to all of us. Um, thank you so much for being here, Reverend. And please, you know, I, I would like to point out that many gay Amish have, you know, have never, been validated in any way whatsoever. So without further ado, please take it away. So thank you both for inviting me on. Happy Pride to all. Yes, 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 yes. And so this idea, well, first, hello everyone. I'm Reverend Dr. Raymond Anderson, Senior Minister of the Center for Spiritual Living, Greater Baltimore. I am multiply ordained. I was ordained first as a Baptist Christian minister and then an interfaith minister. And now I am a CSL ordained minister. 
And so I understand very well this idea of being ostracized, abandoned, isolated, and traumatized by one's religious spiritual path of birth and like everything, all the baggage and stuff that comes with it. And that's partly why I am on the path that I'm on now, because like, let's really start off. I mean, like for real, for real, let's take the words of Yeshua, Jesus, who said, I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. That right there is a key entry point into asking yourself, is my religion, is my spiritual path, is my community bringing that teaching of life? He didn't say, look, folks, I came that you could have a lot of money. I came that you could have your hair done and have it done fantastically. He said, I came that you may have life. And so as soon as we anchor and ground and understand Life means joy. It means love. It means acceptance, not tolerated. No one wants to be tolerated. Acceptance and passion and love. Can I ask love. a question? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Does it also mean celebration of who you it are as a person? Yes. And that was what I was getting because it has to. If you're not fully engaged in this thing called life, and you're somehow dimming one's light. I mean, what does it also say in the Bible? That we are not supposed to put our light, our lamp under a bushel. We're not supposed to dim our light. We are supposed to put it on the mountain where it shines brightly. That right there says life is a celebratory experience and it means that this being, this power, this presence, this spirit that is neither flesh nor blood, but made of spirit, that we are made in the image and likeness of God, created us to live life fully in all out, full, nonstop celebration mode. Anytime we are dimming that light, in essence, what we were saying is, hey, God, I, uh, I don't know if you're listening, but I think you made a mistake on me and I'm going to just play real small because that's what my people tell me I'm supposed to do. That's how they're interpreting the Bible. That's how they are oppressing and causing me to suppress the truth of my being. So when Jesus said, I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly, thanks Jesus, but I'm going to pass because everything that I'm hearing and learning says, no, 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 that's wrong. You are supposed to be humble and you are supposed to be quiet and you are supposed to be meek and you are supposed to be subservient. That's not what it means to put your light out there before the world that others may see and shine as well. Full stop. So yes, this Thank is you. all about Thank you. celebrating. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, yes. Thank Amen. you for yes. explaining that. Thank oh, you. Oh, you are you are very welcome. Because, like I said, I've be, I've been. I used to get kicked out of Bible study for asking questions about. <laughs> so, hold on a second. I got a question about this whole Job thing. So, how is God not complicit? 
if the devil showed up to Joe to God and said, hey, so your dude, Job, like, let me because he's going to curse you if you give it. And God said you could do whatever you want to him, except you can't kill him. You can take family and livestock and but you can't kill him. And the devil was like, bet it's on. Boom. And the devil shows him like, ah, screwed up the man's life. And if God allowed that, then does that mean not that God is also an abuser? But check this out. What it ultimately means is that the men who transcribed and reinterpret the Bible, reinterpret it through their filters. And if we're going to be really, really honest, 99.9% of those filters are white supremacist, capitalistic, patriarchal delusions. Well, I mean, and amen, amen. A classic example of that that I would really like to talk about is um, the word homosexuality. When was that introduced to the Bible? When was that introduced in the translation to the Bible? And what was the original text? Like 1946. Matter of fact, there's a movie that's being made right now that focuses specifically on that. And that's what I always tell people is if you're really, really, really going to follow whatever your spiritual path is, even if it's Buddhism, like I don't, whatever your spiritual path is, but we're talking about the Bible right now. If you want to really, really, really talk about I'm following, I'm following the path of Jesus and the teachings of Jesus, the Christ. Cool. But you need to dive in on your own. Go to the Old Testament. Talk to some rabbis and folks who understand the original Hebrew text. Talk to some folks who translated and understand the Greek text. So you can pick out these words, uh, arsenicoites and stuff, and say, so what does that actually mean in terms of, because our word and their word, it doesn't mean the same thing. But what does the white supremacist, capitalistic, patriarchal delusion do? It lumps everything together in a nice, neat little Tupperware container where it can control and oppress. And so it says, so there's this group of people who are very empowered, who are truthfully in the indigenous communities and whatnot. They are the gatekeepers. They are the people who straddle the world of spirit and matter. They're, they got too much power for us. So first of all, in Massachusetts, let's burn the witches. And everywhere else in the world, and everywhere yeah. else in the world, let's take all of the LGBTQIA2 plus people, lump them all together as being reprobate and as being blasphemous and being perverts and all this stuff. Nice little neat Tupperware bowl. Boom. Done. Call them all sinners and vilify them and ostracize them. Boom. Easy peasy. That's not what religion or spirituality, when you go back and go back and go back and you go to the roots of it, it's about empowerment, authentic living, and having the audacity to be your divine spiritual self in human expression. And anything or anyone that tells you otherwise is pumping bullshit into your psyche. They are traumatizing you, they are terrorizing you, and they are doing you great psychological, emotional, and physical harm, as well as spiritual harm. All four of these forms of terrorism 
is what they are causing you to experience. It's not just people standing up in a pulpit, you know, <laughs> preaching and the word of God said, ha, no, it's about people taking your spirit, taking your soul and saying, you don't matter. You're not worth anything to me. We don't love you and neither does God. And there is nothing that is more of a lie than that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, yes, I couldn't have said it better myself. I appreciate um, you. Oh, look, that's what we're here to do because uh, I have known for a very long time that anytime there are individuals who are demonstrating any form of greatness, right? Any form of greatness. Let's let's talk about in the in the average public school in the United States of America, the young girl who excels in math or science is told, oh, 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 you're so cute. Oh, pump your brakes. Girls don't do that. What you need to do is be preparing to get married and have children and cook in your house. You don't need to do math or science, honey. That's what the boys are for. Anytime that that light shines, that delusional systemic thing says, oh, whoa, 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 that's too much power. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 no. Dim that. Turn it down. And if I can't dim it or turn it down, what am I going to do? Extinguish it in whatever way I can. And if that means, because we know that in many places, what that has meant is death. It has meant people killing LGBTQIA people for shining and for being who they are. What did Matthew Shepard do? Other than being himself, and he was tortured and left to die. How many trans women and trans women of color are killed on a daily, weekly basis? Uh, did we not just find about 215 indigenous children in Canada killed? Buried? Did we not just hear about the Tulsa massacre and the anniversary of? What do we know about this systemic disease called white supremacy, patriarchal, capitalistic delusion? That anytime any of us shine our light, and that's what pride is about. Pride is about saying, "Look here, look here, honey, it's it's on," because it's the one time during the year when we feel absolutely free to dress how we want, strut how we want, do what, sing however off key. We, like we, it's just be, no oppression, just and be surrounded by others who know and understand what it means to be this phenomenal, fabulous, beautiful, spiritual, divine, and delicious self that we are in community. Yep. And we also get to create what we Absolutely. want. Absolutely. We've like, been creating, for real. Yes. Right. We get to create what we want, how we, we want. Like, let me show you what I created because of pride. This is an authentic Amish I doll. I love it. It's called a I bup, love it. and I grew up with a bup. 
but she oh. was not allowed to be like yeah. this. Of course. Her name is Laura, and she is to represent all of the LGBTQ Amish women that there mm -hmm. are, or plain Amen. women. If you're an Anabaptist woman, she represents you. Amen. Yes. Because what do we what do we say in our culture in the 21st century? What do we say? Representation matters. Yes, it does. It matters. We need to see ourselves represented and not as the stereotypical individual. We need to see ourselves represented in the same way that she represents your true, authentic and powerful divine self. This is true. That's what this is about. That's what pride is about. And same thing I tell people for, you know, Black History Month. Look, I, I understand that you've given us a month, but Black History is every day, every month, all year. Pride is every day, every month, all year, because we are everywhere. And not only that, we're also representing all the people that are closeted. We're representing the people that feel unsafe. We're representing the people that are living their life fully out and embracing who they are. They, there is a life after you have had this religious oppression. Oh, most certainly. Most certainly. Right. I, I, everyone, I always... in the, everyone that is shunned and, and everyone in the community that's afraid to come out because of being shunned. Mm-hmm. I yes. always say, if Viktor Frankl could survive Hitler's Germany and come out the other side of something as heinous and evil as the Holocaust and then go on to do great works, then so can every single one of us. So like you just said, there is another side too. There is a, it's, it's like Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz. You go through all this stuff, you get to the witch and blah, blah, blah. And then Glenda says at the end, you've had the power all along. So in the closet, you have the power. I understand right now you are not in a safe place, but you have the power. So know that even if you say, I can't come out, recognize that you have the power. Even when you are, know that you have the power. You have that power. Why? Because you are made in the image and likeness of God itself. You are love made flesh. Every cell of your body, every atom, every molecule, all of it is vibrating with divine love, light, and joy. You, not only do you have the power, you are the power. Period. Because everywhere we have ever been throughout all of creation, we are change agents. We are those that creative impetus to say, let me show you this doll and what it represents. Let me show you this fashion line. Let me show you this film. Let me show you this book. All of this, Octavia E. Butler, Alice Walker, like Audre Lorde, on and on and on. When Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was there, did, did, did he not have someone who couldn't openly be out, but did he not have someone right there who said what we need to be right now are these angels of holy uprising, my paraphrase, these angels of holy uprising, because what we are being called to do change the fabric of society, period. Mm -hmm. Oppression, trauma, yes. that can end. Yes, yes. And as more and, of us, and, go ahead, go ahead. 
can, can I add to the oh, oppression yeah. and trauma can end? So here's the thing is like, so my co-host James and I, we were both born Amish in very vastly different communities. Mm -hmm. However, comma, pause, we are in a safe place. Mm -hmm. We have a life mm -hmm. after the oppression mm -hmm. and trauma. And we have joy in creating and mine is primarily like painting and sewing. And mm -hmm. James is very much, he is a poet. He is a published poet. He has mm -hmm. been, I can't even begin to describe <laughs> all of James' poetry. Mm -hmm. However, that's just to show you that there is life after trauma and oppression. Yeah. Most and definitely. I mean, okay, so I myself grew up in an alcoholic family. I... And it was a non-church going family, but I grew up Baptist. And I think the first time I was molested, I think I was six, maybe, whatever. But molested and raped multiple times throughout my life at various times from neighbors and, friend and friends and whatnot. Right. And went through a, a huge period of feeling self-loathing and self-hatred and all of the stuff that comes with it. And I used to pray to God, I don't care who's listening. If it's Odin or Zeus, Athena, I don't care who's listening. Can you kill me in my sleep? Because I'm tired of this. I hate my life. I hate my family. I hate the Bible. of the, the, I, I hate it all. And yet, where I am now on the other side, mm -hmm. I'm 55 now. This is the best I have ever felt in my entire life. That even in the midst of right now, this Father's Day will be one year since my mother died. So even in the midst of grieving, I am still happy and joyful and celebrating what life is. Both and. Way back when, it was either or. Either you're happy or you're sad. Either you're a victim or you're not. Either you're in your trauma or you're not. No, you can be someone who has moved through the trauma, someone who is moving through the trauma, someone who peels the layers of trauma day by day and yet still lives a life of joy and abundance in celebration of knowing the who I was, the who I am now is the phoenix risen from the fire. Victor Frankl said, that which is to give light must endure burning. Yep. Paris is burning. Like yep. we are here to shine that light and have the audacity to say. From the ashes. From the ashes. From, from the, the ashes we rise. Amen. Right. And my thing is, so I may be in a closet. But I'm going to shine so brightly in that closet that the light shines through the door. I may never tell someone. Yeah, I'm LGBTQIA2+. But my spirit knows and I refuse to let anyone quote scripture. I refuse to let anyone dim my light. I refuse that even if behind a closet door, what did Harvey Milk say? If I am to be shot, if someone shoots me in their brain or in the head, then let that bullet shatter every closet door that stands between anyone and their freedom. My paraphrase. Yes. Yes. Each and every one of us has the opportunity. I understand there is safety. B, take care of yourself. Yes. But that does not mean that you let someone else say, turn that light off. Dim the light. No. Be safe 
and shine. Be in the closet and shine. Be who you are and shine unapologetically. Live life and live life more abundantly. That's why we are here. Period. Thank you. That is so beautiful. That is so beautiful. Is Thank so you so amazing. much for that. My pleasure. My pleasure. It is wonderful to have you with us. And and looking at the time, Mary, should we close out with an with with a with a affirmative prayer? I, I asked the Reverend to do this earlier. Oh, do you feel comfortable doing that? Oh, of course, of course. Are you ready? Okay. So let, let me first explain what what this kind of prayer is. So in my tradition in uh, CSL, Centers for Spiritual Living, we take the words when Jesus said, look, people, when you pray, pray as if you already have what you're praying for. So if you're already then I'm not begging, I'm not bargaining, I'm not beseeching. What I'm doing is from a state of gratitude, speaking the truth about my life. So this affirmative prayer or spiritual mind treatment is a declaration of the truth. Knowing that, then let's begin the way that I always did, begin by simply anchoring to this breath and breathing, recognizing that this breath is the same breath that God breathed when he created Adam and made him a living being, a living soul, this divine and holy Ruach, the breath of God. This breath that cannot be rebreathed from yesterday, this breath that cannot be breathed tomorrow, and this breath that cannot be saved for a rainy day, but can only be breathed right now, this inhale and this exhale. So this breath reminds us to be present. Also, this breath reminds us to surrender to the body's intelligence because neither Mary nor uh, James nor I nor anyone watching is saying lungs expand and lungs contract. We are simply allowing the body. So while we are having this celebratory conversation about pride and shining and living life fully, the body breathes. But ultimately what this is, is God. It is spirit breathing itself in this individualized expressive form and so we breathe recognizing that the fullness of life the abundance of life is present right here and right now in us jesus said be ye therefore perfect just like your father who is in heaven he didn't say try to be perfect be perfect and how do we be by simply acknowledging that we already are that which is that which is the spirit of god right here and right now, every cell of our being made in the image and likeness of God. There is nothing about us that is lacking because that would mean that somewhere in God, there is lack, there is limitation, and we know that there is not. So we anchor and ground in knowing that we are loved and that we are love made flesh and that every thought we think and every word we speak and everything that we feel is an expression of love and that when we act, Faith without works is dead. That that work is the work of healing trauma. That work is the work of awakening our brothers and sisters and non-gender conforming and gender rich siblings. That work is awakening one by one, one conversation at a time, one podcast at a time, one 
creative art project at a time, one poem at a time, one song at a time. We are awakening one another, this divine family of two spirit souls that know who and what we are made in the image and likeness of that which is God, divine and powerful. And knowing this, I know right here and right now, lives are shifting and changing because it must be. The Bible says we have the power of life and death in our tongue. And right now I am speaking life affirming declaration of power, knowing we are good. We are holy, we are sacred, we are divine and we are worthy. And knowing that I surrendered into the law that takes it and moves accordingly, knowing it is done in God who receives, it is already answered prayer and I surrender it by saying, and so it is, amen. Amen. And so it is. Love you both. Love you too. And on that note, I just like to wish everybody one more time happy Pride. On that note, either of you have any other parting happy pride. words? Any parting words? Find a safe just, space, I, wherever it is that you are, find that safe space where you are recognized and seen for who you are. And loved and celebrated for who you are. Amen. 1,000%. James? Ooh, I think we lost him. I think he's right yes. at home. Maybe he is writing a poem. Juana, Indiana to Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Happy Pride, everyone. Happy, Happy Pride, Pride, folks.